Hello and welcome to another episode of Father and Joe. I'm Joe Rocky here with Father Bon of Six. And Father, one of the great things about talking to you, which I love so much, is how knowledgeable you are and how really free giving you are of this information, constantly going around this country, talking to people, educating people, and basically helping the world as a result. And one of the ways that we're not obviously able to do in a 20, 30 minute conversation is to get in depth. And one of the ways that you do that is through writing really good books. And I want to talk about about the one that you just released, or at least the one you just sent me. I apologize if you released that a while ago and I missed it. But I want to talk about your newest one here because I think it's something that taking these conversions and learning more about us is, is incredibly important. So I want to give you the floor here, Father, and not, not send it astray. All right. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. And uh, uh, my publisher also appreciates it. Um, <laughs> I, the, uh, something I actually set out to do uh, several years ago, I completed several years ago, um, especially thinking of my seminarians, uh, is, a, a Marian consecration. Uh, and I then worked with Sophia Institute press and we put together a book called the fruit of her womb. So that's the thing. Sophia Institute.com slash fruit of her womb. All one word will, uh, get you there. Uh, or you can order it from Amazon or wherever else. But the the fruit of her womb is a 33-day consecration to Jesus through Mary. And that 33-day consecration involves about 10 minutes a day of scripture and a second reading, and then some prayers that you can say. Of course, you can take more than that. What I provided is really rich. My goal was to provide substantial enough material for reflection for people who are serious about their faith. Uh, initially thinking of my seminarians, uh, but then applying to a, a whole uh, range of people. The uh, the book is is a Marian consecration. It follows the structure of St. Louis de Montfort. St. Louis de Montfort is uh, well known and appreciated for this and is the first one to really create a process of Marian consecration, I would say. He lived in the 18th century and uh, late 17th century and he provided this 33-day process, but he didn't sketch out exactly what readings and prayers should be included, just some basic guidelines that, that there would be a 12-day emptying of the spirit of the world, followed by a seven-day knowledge of self, a seven-day knowledge of Mary, and a seven-day knowledge of Jesus, concluding on the 34th day with the consecration. And so I followed the same structure and then I made a few adjustments at the same time to um, move from the language of slavery that Louis de Montfort uses. Uh, I just think you can't do slavery in the U.S. Nope. without uh, incorporating a lot of the wrong kinds of con connotations. And so uh, he, he doesn't mean it in a negative way, and he's certainly not reinforcing the slave trade by any means. And he's trying to show the radical dependence that we can have on Mary. That's the, that's the point. And through her on Jesus, of course. Um, but anyway, I think the term just is distracting. And so another image that I picked up from him, from Louis de Montfort, was this idea that all of the uh, baptized are in the womb of Mary until we are born into eternal life. And that's an even more radical image, to be in the womb of Mary. If you think of a, an infant in the womb, then that's even more radically surrendered than slavery. <laughs> That's uh, really, you got no choice. You're going to go wherever the mother takes you. You're going to eat whatever the mother feeds you. And 
eventually you're going to be born uh, and you, you don't get a lot of uh, choice in all of that. And so there's a real surrender. The, the willing choice to be in the womb of Mary is the, the image to be uh, carried around with her is, is just as radical as slavery or even more radical, but it also contains all of the sweetness of being a child in the womb. It's like a like an embrace that's totally surrounding. It's like a total providence. It, there's a, there's such a, a tenderness that's there with the with the mother and to then to live beneath the mother's heart, you know. So there's all of the sweetness of uh, of that together with all of the radical surrender. I mean, you have to be really little, you have to really give up uh, a lot. So that's the one image that I carry through the whole consecration, a little shift from slavery to life in the womb, you could say. And then I provide some uh, little reflections every day for the consecration. And in about 10 minutes a day, um, you can really grow significantly in faith, I would say. And, and of course, develop a relationship with Our Lady and and through her deep in a consecration to Jesus. So that's the goal of the book. And then just to say a, a last word about it, and then I'll be happy to entertain uh, any uh, thoughts or questions that you have, Joe, is uh, it's a beautiful book. I, the Sophia Institute Press provided full page illustrations, full color illustrations for every day of the consecration. Beautiful images of uh, Mary and Jesus, Jesus as a, as a, a baby, uh, in, in every picture. And it's really um, so moving. So they made a, they did a beautiful book. It's really worth having. I, I, I'm all ebook these days, but that's actually a book that I like to have in paper because of the, uh, the illustrations are so beautiful. So um, that's the, that's the basic uh, uh, sales pitch. You might say uh, it, it came out in June of 2023 and uh there's already, yeah, thousands of people who have uh, bought copies and are are going through the consecration and parish groups, men's groups, uh, various uh, different kinds of prayer groups, and so just a, a wonderful way to deepen our devotion to Our Lady, grow in faith, and and be more united to Jesus. And, and two main takeaways I have from there. I guess one's a takeaway, one's a question to clarify my own thoughts here. But the first one being about the the imagery you gave there about being a child within the womb and using that thought, and maybe this is where my mind's going, maybe it's correct or incorrect, of how it's really this time is a transformative time for us on earth, whether we realize it or not. And when we come out, we're going to be dramatically different when we enter into eternal life. And I think that that was the imagery that I got from from the way you were describing what you were going for with the, the conversation there. And the second one, I, and this might just be a limiting thought that I've had coming up throughout my, my life here so far was when I hear of consecrations and stuff of that nature, my thought always is a priest doing it. And me as an individual, I can't do that. Like, like I'm not, I'm not able to do that. It, it, that might be true or not, but that's the, the, the initial thought that I have just based upon that's, that's something that, that the priests do. I'm, I'm not able and or worthy to do it. But the other thing of this that I love about it is it's well beyond the amount of time that it takes to create a habit. You know, they say it takes 20 to 24 days to create a habit and you're, you're essentially going 50% longer than that. So, Father, those were, were my initial thoughts based upon your conversations there, and I can see how already it's going to have 
tremendous impacts on people. Beautiful. Yeah. Thanks for uh, those points. It's uh, interesting how you become used to vocabulary. And uh, I wouldn't have even thought necessarily what you said, but it makes total sense to me when I hear it, that consecration is a word that we normally speak of as an action that um, a, a priest, a bishop would take like blessing towards a, an object, a person. So yeah, this is uh, really a matter of consecrating ourselves. So and and yeah, what does what does that mean? Um, mm-hmm. I'm always pulling words apart. So, sacred is in there, and uh, making sacred with con is with, and so it's uh, it's really setting something apart for God. It's making our you know making sacred with Christ, and and certainly the uh, you know there's a way that a priest could certainly could witness the consecration or receive it in some way. But as a baptized person, we also are, are priestly in that sense. Now we're not, uh, we're, we're priestly primarily over ourselves. So that's how we understand those uh, dimensions of baptism that we are actually consecrated in baptism as priest, prophet, and king into that threefold uh, office of Christ is the language that we use. And the priestly office is is an office of consecration. The difference is that in baptism, we have the office of uh, consecration over ourselves. So as an ordained priest, I have that office of consecration over, you know, whatever, other people and places and things, I guess. Uh, I I have that uh, kind of headship over a wider uh, number of people. But all of us by baptism have the authority to consecrate ourselves. And, and that's what we're doing in this, this uh, Marian consecration is we're consecrating ourselves. We're entrusting ourselves to her, uniting ourselves to Jesus through her more uh, accurately. And uh, that, that is something that we can do. We can consecrate our lives. We can even consecrate our day. And, and that's really the proper exercise of the priestly office of the baptized. And that's our participation at Mass, really, is is the our priestly participation over our own lives. And then we kind of unite our sacrifice. Priesthood is always about sacrifice. So we unite our sacrifice, our offering, to the sacrifice of Christ. Well, where do we get that from? Well, we get that from the ordained priesthood. That's something that we don't have the power to do as baptized, but I do have the power to do as an ordained priest. So I can make present the sacrifice of Christ and then I gather up the sacrifices of the faithful and I unite them to the sacrifice of Christ and make that all together an offering to the Father. So um, so that consecration happens because of baptism. And it's a good way to describe, I think, the Marian consecration anyway. Is it's really a, an explicit embracing of baptism. So in baptism, we were already consecrated to Jesus through Mary. That's just a fact. Uh, it's what baptism is in, in a significant way. So all I'm doing through this consecration is kind of saying yes to my baptism. Like I, this was done for me. Now I want to do this for myself. I want to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, oh, what's the, what's the word? Uh, validated or anyway, uh, I, I want to say yes to it on, for myself on my own. And, uh, and so that's a way that this 33-day consecration can uh, can really help, and uh, as you said, uh, it's you know the length of time for a habit, uh, and really the habit would be I- I'd say praying 10 minutes a day. 
So just having 10 minutes a day, uh, a little reading and reflection, prayer, a couple of prayers to say is, uh, is a really important habit for all of us to develop. I would say a lot of people who do the consecration already have that habit and they just take this as their 10 minutes a day or 10 minutes of their daily hour or whatever of prayer and uh, integrate that. But um, yeah, certainly taking up that texture of Marian reflection for those uh, 33 days will really shift. You know, it, it adds a, it colors um, and, and warms maybe our, our prayer lives. And first of all, on that note, we, we can see this in the world of basically anything that 10 minutes a day on the surface doesn't seem like it can really do all that much. But if you commit to it for a period of time, it really gives you massive results. Um, and, you know, really for most of us, that's the difference of why our health goes. It doesn't really take all that much effort to, to dramatically change your life. Um, 10 minutes of exercise doesn't seem like a lot, but if you spend 10 minutes a day trying to do push-ups, you can go from a spot of not doing any to by the end of a month doing 40 and, you know, just boom, just by working at it. Now, does it feel weird and awkward at the beginning? Sure. Of course it does. Uh, These are muscles we're not used to working. And when we go back to whatever we were doing that that 10 minutes had carved itself out of, it normally doesn't even really feel that noticeable. And and I think that this is one of the things that really call us to attention that how much of our time are we spending on things that if they were gone, wouldn't really matter. Maybe said another way, looking back at what you did last week and you remember, what is it that I did? Of that whole week, you're going to have maybe half an hour of relevant things that you thought of. Maybe the majority of time if you're stuck at a nine to five doing things you were forced to do. And then there's a lot of blank time that just kind of dissipates. And that is the activities that while we're in the moment, we don't think of it as irrelevant. We don't think of it as irrelevant when we're behind a screen or whatever. But in reality, we don't really think about that stuff as a great memory that we are glad that we did. But if we would use that time, 10, 15 minutes, to expound upon something that's going to make a radical difference, that does when you look back at it and go, my life is different in a way that I didn't know it was going to be. And at the end of the day, the risk wasn't really all that much. I bought a book, I read it, and I did what it said, and it asked me for a grand total of 10 minutes a day for a little bit over a month. That's not a giant commitment, especially with the understanding of what the outcome could be. Even if you're not at a spot like a seminarian where you're able to fully implement it, if you're only able to get a fraction of what the capability of this would be, it's life-altering. And and to me, I I really wanted to press that because we all think about, I don't have time to spare. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I don't got 10 minutes. Like that's everyone's gut reaction. It's the American way. But the reality is, is we do. We just don't really realize it. And taking 10 minutes off of a screen time, doing a little bit less of this than the other, just by simply setting an alarm saying, I'm going to stop and actually dedicate myself to something is a life habit of all this. And, and Father, I, I, I think that that's tremendous to get across because creating habits that lead you to a better situation, by definition, drastically improves your life. And what would someone expect 
actually reading the book and implementing it? Like, what does the actual actions that take place? I know that you said it adds the 10 minute daily prayer life, but what does that actually look and feel like for someone who's going through this for the first time? Yeah, each uh, day consists of a short scripture reading, a couple of verses, and then uh, a longer reading, uh, mostly from uh, the popes and saints. Well, all entirely from the popes and saints. Uh, I have several, um, you know, kind of half a page, three quarters of a page uh, writings from uh, Pope Benedict, Pope John Paul, Pope Francis, um, St. Therese, St. Francis. So things that are... uh, that, that I have found very moving and insightful. They shine a light. You know, Pope Benedict talks, for example, in his, uh, which I included in the section on emptying of the spirit of the world, the way that the worldly mentality of, uh, he calls it the drop of poison from original sin that makes me feel like uh, God is holding out something that's necessary for my happiness. And so I need to carve out a little space for myself apart from the will of God, because following the will of God isn't really going to make me happy. So, so those kinds of insights that help us to think a little bit about what our, what's going on in our hearts, what's going on in our lives, what our mentality is, the way that we approach life, spirituality, our, uh, our relationship with God. So uh, as I said, a couple of verses of scripture, about a half a page from uh, Pope St. And then a couple of prayers, and it changes during those four periods of the consecration. But um, sometimes a, a, a litany of uh, of humility, uh, a prayer from St. John Henry Newman, a litany of the Holy Spirit, litany of the Blessed Virgin Mary. So just, uh, just a couple of different prayers to, to go through, just to have a time to uh, connect with God that way decade of the rosary later on in the consecration. So, yeah. And uh, that's basically the structure for each day. And after uh, 33 days, there's a a consecration prayer, which again, I adjusted slightly from Louis de Montfort's language to shift from things like slavery to things like being in the womb. And uh, that's the basic structure. Yeah. And and you could see how, coming out what is like do you have have an example of someone who went from not doing the process to what it is like after we have gone through it and completed it like like to be able to describe that transformation of what someone would expect to go through yeah i mean obviously you're uh you know going to get out of it what you put into it in terms of uh not just doing the actions checking the boxes but the ways that we open our hearts, it can really make a significant interior shift in the way that we approach life, to be quite honest, depending on how much of the spirit of the world we're really following. Um, there can be a real shift into a, a more Christian mentality, uh, a mentality and uh, posture of trust, uh, a depth of knowledge of, of Mary and Jesus in particular, and uh, a, a greater peace in our lives uh, and an ability to kind of roll with different events as they come up, trusting that God is is really in control. Um, a sense of closeness with God, knowing His personal love for us, and uh, an encouragement towards uh, littleness—that we don't have to achieve everything for ourselves, but in fact, in our 
human limitations. They're not sort of disgusting things that we need to get over, but rather are also uh, delightful to the Heavenly Father. And so we don't need to be embarrassed or ashamed about our limitations, but we can bring them into relationship with God. So I think all of that leads to deeper peace and, and a greater faith. Yeah, and, and that makes makes a ton of sense as as we think about it. You know, how much it takes. Like, just take today, literally what I'm doing here today. Um, I, I intentionally took three days, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, to outline just for working on my various businesses and just analyzing it. And with the expectation of taking three days out of the normal daily grind, but to actually sit back and analyze what we're doing, both with the business, personally, all this other stuff. And what ends up happening when you go to these, when you put yourself out of the mindset is exactly what you're saying. You're going to look at problems a little bit differently. And since you're not constantly in the, I have to solve this issue, I have to solve this issue, things will come to you and go, oh, maybe we can explore the other option. Maybe by having time to actually sit and think about X, you know, whatever the problem may be that you're going through in your present life. But to think about it really opens it up. And this is something that, you know, we've really kind of touched on a, a couple of times here over the last month or so is separating yourself from the daily activity and consciously thinking about why it is that I'm doing, what it is that I'm doing, changes the long-term outlook of so many different things. And, you know, I apologize, first off, for the book coming out in June with us not discussing it until now. Um, It's a major fault on me, and I apologize for that. But this as a toll is something that I find is is just incredibly powerful. Um, and, And for those that go through it, you know, absolutely. And it's to that point, if you get what you get, you get what you put into it. You know, I think we all have seen people who've started to train for something and have quit, and obviously they didn't achieve the goal. But the difference between this and running a marathon is monumentally different. You know, this is going to change literally the way you relate with everyone. And at the basis of life, every important life skill is necessary is about a relationship. And being able to be better at those is the goals of everything, right? So that's so why I, I really appreciate you here, Father. And I want to give you a chance to, 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 if there's anything important that I missed that we didn't discover that you want to hit on to make sure I give you that opportunity to conclude this episode. Yeah, I, I guess I would just say very simply, uh, and it's the kind of thing you were really teasing out and I got too complicated. If you want to go deeper in your faith, this will take you deeper, really, no matter where you are in your faith. This is a a way to grow in our uh, deeper configuration to God, to Christ through Mary. So um, everybody can benefit from this Uh, and and even praying it over and over again. That's just the depth of richness of the texts and prayers that are there and the the nature of it. So uh, I just would say that very simply, no matter how advanced you are, how uh, mature, how long you've been at it, um, from beginner to uh, very dedicated, again, my myself and uh, priest friends of mine and things like that, um, no matter where you are, this will take you deeper. So just really encourage people. Uh, and, and you gave such a great in, uh, 
encouragement in, in saying, you know, 10 minutes a day, like how much does that cost you for a month and really make a, really make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and thank you so much, obviously father for writing it for, for, for giving us, I apologize for not getting it out the word out here sooner. Um, but nonetheless, we'll really encourage everyone out there to look into it. The link for the book obviously will be in the description of this episode. And we look forward to being with you guys next week. Thank you guys. And, you guys certainly enjoy Father's book. There's no doubt about that.